The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to bromleytownchurch.com. Last week, Yomi uh, preached about um, the whole thing about reaching out to others. And it was really about actually why we would reach out. This time, I'm going to talk about sort of some of the tips and hints about you know, why we should do that and why we should share and how we might share. Of course, there are different sorts of people that we might be sharing our faith with. Uh, you know, you're going to get the stranger in the street, maybe, the sort of thing we did with the turning. Um, but then, of course, you've got your colleagues, uh, and you've got your family, um, and then there are the neighbours as well. So my title this week is, What on Earth Do I Say? And I suppose my aim really is here, is that we're, you know, we're preaching to ourselves about how we get ourselves in the best position we can to share our faith and bring others to Christ. To encourage those connections that we really would want to have with people. And to provide some sort of ideas and tips and hints about how we might share um, our faith. But I want to just, just say that one of the things that, uh, that, that Yomi said last week is that, you know, we don't all do everything, okay? As he said, some sow, some water, and some harvest. So we all have a part to play, and you're never quite sure where you're going to come in on that point. So it's reach out, save lives, grow the church. Father, I just pray that you would help me to be able to communicate well this morning and to put over something of what it is to share the amazing gospel to people, Lord God. I pray that our hearts would be open to receive this morning as I share. I ask that in the name of Jesus. Amen. So uh, the question is, how easy do you find it to share your faith with colleagues, friends, neighbours? Do you find it easy or do you find it difficult? Because all of us have different strengths and weaknesses. Do we struggle to, to get going when it comes to telling people about, that we meet in life about the most important person in our life? Many people do struggle and some of us tend to hide our light under a bushel. We hide our faith away, don't we? I mean, Jesus talked about this. He said in Mark 4, uh, 21. Do you bring a, in a lamp and put it under a large bowl or bed? Don't you put it on a stand? What is hidden is meant to be seen, and what is put out of sight is meant to be brought into the open. Whoever has his ears to hear, let him hear. So my three headings this morning are preconditions, finding opportunities, and how do I say something? You might say, I don't get the opportunities to share faith. Or even, if you do, what on earth do I say? But before I talk about finding the opportunities and what on earth do I say when I do, there are some preconditions I want to talk about that I feel really help change things when it comes to sharing what we believe. So these are preconditions. The Holy Spirit input 
this is my own experience, it took me a long time to admit being a Christian when I first became a Christian. But things changed a lot when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, which was about nine years after I was saved. Because all of a sudden, what happened when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, Jesus was really living inside me. We'd been singing, but actually, I don't know about you, but I've been really worshiping. And that's what tends to happen. And the Bible, when I first was baptized in the Holy Spirit, it came alive. And it's the same with sharing our faith. When we're baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, we desperately want to share our faith. We might not know how, but we want to do that, really. I felt my faith was made alive in me, and I had something to share. And that's what the Holy Spirit does when we ask. We ask our Father in heaven to fill us afresh with the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure about praying. Sometimes we pray about, I want to be bolder. Lord, make me bolder. And I'm not quite sure about praying for that, really. Pray for the opportunities and the obedience to share in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I can remember, actually, after I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, going out for a drink with a colleague of mine and finally revealing to him that I was a Christian. And he said to me, Clive, of all the people I know in the business here, you're the last person who would be a Christian. I'm thinking that's not really what I wanted him to say, really. I wanted him to say, I knew there was something about you, Clive, and I'm not quite sure what it was. I'm now glad you've explained it. The second point about this, about preconditions, is about the fact that God goes before us, and he gives us those opportunities. And we need to expect those opportunities and listen out for them. If you take the example of Philip, the evangelist. Now, he was in, um, up north there, and, um, and he was preaching to the people. And he felt God said to him, go to the road and wait for the Ethiopian. And that's what he did. That was an opportunity that God gave to Philip, the evangelist. And it says in uh, Acts 8, 26, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the queen of the Ethiopians. So he took that opportunity. He actually was obedient to the opportunity that God gave. And when you read that story, you can see how he led that person to faith. And that is the same for us. About three years ago, we had, we had a number of weddings here in the church, and, and we had a wedding. It was uh, uh, Ollie and Cheryl got married here. And I was serving at the back, you know, and there, there was a, a child screaming away in the service, and it, you know, we needed to do something about this at the crucial moment. And I said to the girl who was looking after the child, it wasn't the mum, but why don't we go outside? Let's go into the foundations room there. And I dug out some toys, and I found myself with this young girl uh, and, and the baby. And the baby settled down with the toys. And we started chatting, and I said, have you come to church before? All this sort of general stuff. And then she said, I don't, I don't know what maybe say. I don't know if you ask people's ages. But she, she was obviously quite young. And I said, how old are you? And she said, I'm 20. I said, do you know, when I was 20, I came to Christ. And I was able to, in that setting, she thought, I'm stuck with him now. I'm in the room there. But I had that opportunity to share my faith with her in a way in which you wouldn't normally do that. I didn't seek it, but I used that opportunity that God gave. My third point here is about praying for opportunities. Praying for people. 
Are we praying for them every day? At work, when you go to work, when you can go in, even if you can't go in at the moment, are you praying for the business? Are you praying for your colleagues? Are you praying uh, for your neighbors? Ask for the presence of God to come on them. I mean, if you look in the, in the Old Testament and you read the book of Daniel, I, mean, I love the book of Daniel. I, I suggest you go away and you read the first, well, you can read the whole thing, but read the first six chapters of Daniel. It tells you about a great man there, a real hero. From the age of 16 to over 80, he continued to worship and believe what he believed. And he prayed every day. He called on God for the people. In Daniel 6.10, it says, Now, when Daniel learned that a decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, thanking, uh, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. And then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God, for help. In these circumstances, Daniel was under a threat. This is a, the, the Daniel in the lion's den story, where people had actually trumped up a charge against him and said, hey, he, he's not worshipping you, king. And so that's what he did. His reaction to it was to go back home and do what he always did and pray for the people. The fourth thing is about whether we have credibility or not with people. I mean, I would describe it as, do I have an entitlement to share my faith with people or not? Do you have a relationship with, with them to be able to share? I mean, for me, I find that really important, actually, because if you don't, I don't feel if you don't have that relationship really with them, then somehow or other you can't get through. But of course, it comes down to what we're like. So if you're the poor worker in the office, Maybe it's not much of a credibility story there. Or are you the best worker? Do you gossip? Are you the best neighbor? Do you have a bit too many views on odd things, really? And, and you don't know when to stop when you start going on about things, really. Or maybe pet views. And when somebody might think, oh, not them again. We need to be aware, self-aware, I think. Are we really sincere? Do we care? Do we apologize quickly or not? Do we respect other people's views? Are we consistent in what we say? Or are we easily offended? So these are all things to think about, actually, because you know if you don't have some of that sorted out and you suddenly say, well, I've got something I want to share with you, maybe the notice isn't going to be taken of it, really. So that's the preconditions, but let's get down now to one or two of the other things about the second point I've got, which is finding opportunities, connecting with people. Now, I want to ask you this. As a Christian at work, and I know things are different at the moment, so we just have to bear that in mind, but if somebody says to you, oh, we're going out for a drink to the pub, do you go, oh, well, I don't do that, actually, no, I can't, I can't. and don't go? The truth is, if you want to share your faith, you have to attend things. You have to go to things. If you hide away, there's not much of a chance. You have to go and spend time, particularly out of work hours. Some people have said to me, you know, I like this working from home stuff. I'd rather not go back. 
I'm not quite sure about that, you know. We mustn't be hiding away from society. When we can go back to work and go back to town or wherever it is we work and spend time with people, that's what we're meant for. We're not meant for hiding away. We're meant to be spending time with people, connecting and caring for people. One of the things I would suggest always, always introduce yourself. One of the things I used to do when I worked in town is that if there was a new person in the office, even it doesn't matter where they were, I'd always find time during the day on their first day to go into their, to their desk and introduce myself and make them welcome. Do you know what it's like? It's, I mean, it's easy, like here in the church, isn't it, really? If you don't know somebody and, and you haven't introduced yourself to them, it's a bit awkward about a year later to think, I don't know who that person is. It's the same at work and with neighbours. Always take the opportunity right at the beginning to introduce yourself and to be genuinely interested in people and their lives. This isn't about Christian fodder, somehow or other, so that we get brownie points in heaven just for mentioning the word Jesus in front of people. This is about genuinely being interested in people's lives and caring for them. Always be encouraging and full of joy. And we're not making that up. It's like, you know, they're not going to, that miserable person over there, that Christian over there, that, that's not going to help, actually. I'm not trying to pretend that we're happy and full of joy, but we are real and not false. Always introduce yourself to new colleagues. Offer to help. Make an effort and look for those opportunities and always go to the coffee machine if there is one because there's great opportunities there. And, of course, new neighbours. Two weeks ago, we had some new neighbours come to our street. Not exactly opposite us, a bit over the, the way there. And I waited my moment and I took a card over there and, and I filled a car, card out. Don't know who that, I never met them before. Obviously, had never met them before. But, but I gave them a card, wishing them well, and blessing them, and said who we were, who we are, and our information about us, and email address, etc., and inviting them to join the WhatsApp group for the neighborhood too. And, and as a result, of they've, they've emailed back and texted back to us. We know that person's name now. We have an opportunity now to invite them to something else. It's about connecting early as, as you can. Always say hello to people when you get the opportunity to do that. And I'd say the second thing in this area is putting ourselves out for others. It's about relationships. It's about trust. It's about being reliable. Always look for the entitlement to share your life with people. Jesus always went out of his way for other people, and we should do the same. I mean, one of the things that people also say about this is that, you know, what will they think about me? It's just that sort of worry sometimes, isn't it? You know, they're going to think I'm a bit odd. Well, funnily enough, there's something happened in us that makes us different. My, do you think my faith is going to affect my promotion? Well, I don't believe so, actually. Because I think businesses want good workers, honesty, and open and consistent individuals who are reliable. And I might be afraid of what people think. Well, obviously, Daniel, as we know, he did battle with the colleagues that he worked with, the other administrators, because they were jealous and that perhaps these things might occur in our lives. 
Continuing on that story of Daniel and a lion's den, they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. And when the king heard this, he, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and make every effort until sundown. He made every effort until sundown to save him. That's in Daniel 6.13. So this he realized now that as a result of what the king had done, that Daniel was going to go to the lion's den. And that was caused by his colleagues. So let's not pretend there's no opposition or problems, but we trust in God to help us and to go before us. And my third point is about how do I say something? What on earth do I say, really? Uh, Peter, in Peter, 1 Peter 3.15, it says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. And do this with gentleness and respect. For those of us who love Jesus, I want to ask you, do you have a clear testimony that's easily told? Somebody might say, you're a Christian, aren't you? So what do you say? Do you, don't you believe in God? And you think, oh, what do I say? If you're saved, you have a very valued story about how it is that you believe. Whether it's because you are saved because you come out of a Christian family and you've, you've got your knees and given your life to Christ as a result of that, you have a wonderful story to share. But have you ever practiced telling that story? Perhaps, uh, Jonathan, it's worth us spending one morning doing that where we think about that about what on earth is my story. It needs to be short, clear, sincere, and not exaggerated. People love stories. They love it, and they remember them. And I know that in sharing my, um, my, my own testimony, that people have turned around to me and said, I, I remember when you said to me, it's always surprising when people do that because I don't remember much, but they do. Stories are worth sharing. Now, we need to remember that we don't expect to share the gospel every time. It doesn't work like that. Because as I said earlier on, it was said last week, some sow, some water, and some harvest. I can remember um, having a, a relationship with somebody at work in town, and it wasn't, it wasn't a great relationship. I'd love it to have been better, and I was conscious of the fact that I just didn't get on with this lady. I just, you know, we, you know, quite senior, and I was dealing with that. It was really difficult, uh, and I prayed about it, and I wanted a decent relationship with this person anyway. Um, and I can remember somebody telling me that her son was unwell. And I took the opportunity at some meeting or other to find her and actually ask her that question. And I found that that completely changed the dynamic with our relationship with that person. So much so that the next time we were in a meeting together, she came across to me and she said to me, you know, you're interested in this. I want to tell you about my, my son who's unwell. 
Uh, and that completely changed the relationship, and I was able to share my faith with her at an, on another occasion. And only recently, completely out of the blue, she contacted me, for which I was quite surprised. Uh, my second point here, after about the fact that we don't expect to share the gospel every time, ask God to help you share when it would help. Sometimes we want to download everything we've got, don't you think? Sometimes we want to share a bit too much. You somehow, now I've got them, they're going to get both barrels here now. We might share too much and put them off. And I I was uh, talking about this with Gail the other day. I can remember where we used to live, actually. We lived opposite the tennis courts, and we knew the tennis coach really well. And, uh, And I knew he was getting married. We had this sort of conversation about it. And suddenly he knocked on my door and said, you're a Christian, Clive. He said, could you tell us about my girlfriend and I? Could you tell us about about what you believe in. And you're thinking, my word, that doesn't happen often, does it? Knock on your door. So I said, why didn't you come to dinner? Now, that was a good idea. But I do remember, actually, going on too much. You're giving them everything. You're, you're telling them about the backstory of the Bible from where it starts. And, and you're thinking, this is just too much. I'm not sure inviting people to dinner like that really well. It didn't in that case, really. And so it was just a... Something to say, somehow or other, we need to be clear and really ask God to say, what is it we ought to be sharing with somebody? The, the, you know, is it the fact that, do you know what? Jesus loves you and he died for you. Is that, is that what he's asking us to share? We need to be ready for that connection. Offer to pray and do. Sometimes you say, I'm going to pray and do you know what? You forget. Over the road from us, we had a couple who we know fairly well, and I noticed an ambulance out there the other day, uh, probably, it must have been last year, actually, November, I think, and there, there's an ambulance, and I, oh dear, and not immediately, but maybe the next day, I went across and knocked on the door, and I spoke to uh, my friend over there, and he said his wife is actually in hospital, and he was really quite distressed on the doorstep, and that was quite, I was distressed too. And I said to him, Dave, I said, I'm going to pray for Esther. I'm going to pray for her. About four or five days later, I heard nothing. Uh, and, you know, he, I thought, oh. And I, did I want to go back and ask? I sort of didn't. But I, I went across the road, knocked on the door, and he opened the door with a beaming smile and said, she's home. Your prayers, Clive, were answered. Wow. Wow. Now, that's as far as we got with it. There's a journey here. But he knew that we prayed, and we did. And you can say to somebody, why didn't you invite them to Alpha? Well, that's a great thing to do, because there's loads of Alpha courses around. And you know what? To turn around to somebody and say, have you ever heard of Alpha? Because you might be interested in that. And they go, no, what's that? It's a great evangelistic tool to be able to share uh, about Jesus. And, and then to explain it, you say, well, do you know, the first week, it's about, who is Jesus? I mean, that's a great question, isn't it? And then the second week is, so why did Jesus die? Have, have you ever thought about, you know, why, who's Jesus? It's Easter now. Have you ever thought about that? And the, th- and the third week is about faith. Wow. Wouldn't you like faith too? Real faith. 
And that in itself, just explaining the Alpha Course, let alone attending it, is a great tool. And to say to somebody very clearly, and what, what about you then? Without, no, no pressure, but what about you? Do you believe in anything? Do you believe in God? Whenever anyone's talking about babies or marriage, great opportunity to talk about your faith. Great opportunity. You know what? I mean, this is true. It's not my story of explaining things. But, you know, as a father of three, I've held three babies, really, at birth. Wow. When you hold a baby, you have to believe in God. You have to believe in God. It's a great... It's true. And to anyone says... Somebody in their family is expecting a baby. It's a wonderful opportunity to talk about God. Okay. Uh, as I come to the end now, I just want to go back to what I called the preconditions, because these are the important bits, really, because it's all sorts of tips and hints about things. But the preconditions, which are really, really important. The Holy Spirit input. I know who I am. I know... I know what I know as a Christian. I know what I know. It's something inside me God has done. My faith has made me alive. And that is the same for each one of us here who know Jesus. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, ask to be filled and strengthened. Ask to be filled afresh and made alive by him to be able to share your faith. That's what we want. Pray for opportunities and be obedient to begin to share. Remember that God goes before us and brings those opportunities. You never know this week there may be that opportunity that God is asking you to get involved with. And pray for those opportunities and pray for people, your neighbors, your colleagues. Ask for the presence of God to come upon them today. Bless you. Thank you now. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.